When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of the Love of the Star podcast. I am one part of this podcast. Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys Insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. You can follow me on Twitter at BobbyBeltTX. Joined, as always, by uh, my co-host, Brian Broaddus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout, co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, 2 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, and you can follow Brian on Twitter at Brian Broaddus. That's Brian with a Y and uh, two Ds in Broaddus. Uh, Brian, how are you enjoying uh, camp so far? You know what? I am enjoying camp very much. Now that we're into this, the padded practice phase, you get a little bit better idea of what direction they might be going with some of these guys. And this is where it really starts, Bobby, and for those out there who follow us, the direction of guys making the roster or not making the roster. And again, practice uh appearance practice of how you practice it means a lot it it gives you that impression as a personnel guy can these guys handle the pads can they handle the workload can they handle the mental part of things you know the practices to me is super super important you get in these preseason games but this is where players will either make the team or cut themselves you know everybody says oh it's going to be a hard cut and all that a lot of times you know, and we'll get into it when we get closer to that final cutdown. I have a feeling there'll be a lot of guys where we'll say, well, what about this guy? Well, he cut himself. You know, it, he didn't practice well enough. Or, hey, he practiced great, and and he's able to stay on. He had good practices against the, the Broncos and the Chargers, played well in the preseason, deserving an opportunity. So this is what I really do love about it, when you can get on those pads and then the workload becomes even bigger and then more important. We we talked on uh, yesterday's episode about how the offense had a great day on Monday. Their yeah. best day by far. They, by far. The offensive line w- was great. Uh, Dak was, you know, one of, for me at least, it's one of the better practices I've seen from him uh, in his time here. Because we've talked before, he's not the greatest practice player. That's not really been his strength over the years. He's more of a gamer. Uh, but he looked really great, you know, threading the needle in several throws. The receivers looked really good. Uh, yesterday's practice, Brian, was uh, the complete opposite. Yeah. The defense had a complete handle on the offense. And I mean every single unit. First team, second team, third team. It was the defense all day long, particularly in the trenches. Mm-hmm. I saw, uh, just to give you guys an idea of what kind of a day we had yesterday, uh, Tyron Smith was beat three times that I saw. Uh, and Quentin Bohanna, who, who had trouble, trouble last year, you know, staying on the field uh, because of his play, struggled with some of, uh, even though he's a big guy, struggled with some of his stuff at the point of the attack last year in games. He put Zach Martin on the ground at one point. And yeah. so, I mean, that, that tells you when Zach Martin's ending up on the ground in some of these reps, I think you just go, okay, this is not the day for the offensive line. Yeah, you're looking for a foot that he tripped over or something like yes. that. I mean, you know, that's usually like, whoa, what just happened there? But, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think what's been the pattern through these practices, whether it was the helmets and the jerseys and now into pads, 
that the secondary is not making it easy on Dak to throw the ball. And I, yeah. and, it, and it might not be, you know, because of, well, what's the quality of the receiver running the route? I don't think you can blame it on that. Oh. Because there have been some days where, where Lamb has found a way to, to, you know, to get into his route. Has the coverage been outstanding? Yes, it has. Uh, you know, you look at, uh, you know some of the other the other guys. Uh, Noah Brown has had a really good camp yeah. so far. Yeah. But they've made it difficult on him. There's been some contested balls that he's had to deal with. Uh, you know, yesterday's practice was a great example of how your front seven and then your secondary work together, and because there were several times where the quarterbacks had to move, slide roll out there's just not a lot of space yeah for these receivers and there's not a lot of space for not only Dak Prescott to throw the ball but Cooper Rush or or any of the quarterbacks that get a rep out there yeah this that was a obviously they're not bringing the quarterback to the ground in these right. practices there were several times yesterday where the play would have been dead blown dead they, yeah. because you know Micah Parsons was really really great Dorrance Armstrong was great I know I heard you given uh, not just for the way he played in against you know, with the pass rush, but the way he played against Dante Fowler. Yeah. I know you felt like Fowler was doing a really good job getting yeah. around blocks in the run game. I, I mean, it was whether they were running the ball, whether they were throwing the ball, it was defense all day long, even in seven on seven. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know you were sitting up in the bleachers with me, uh, You we, or I was sitting up in the bleachers with you. You went up there first. This was your idea. I want to be clear. Uh, but we're up there getting the all 22 look, basically, mm-hmm. at the top of the bleachers instead of being field level. And uh, seven on seven was dominated by Jordan Lewis. Right. Jordan Lewis had a pick in the flat, which an interception in the flat is one of the more difficult ones, I think, to scoop up, especially mm-hmm. in seven-on-seven. Seven. Um, and then he had two other pass breakups. I think one was on Cooper Rush, but yeah. he got a second on on Dak, and so it was on all types of different receivers. I think one was intended for Tolbert, one was intended for Lamb, then one was intended for Zeke or Dowdle. Um, and so Jordan Lewis, I thought, really stood out yesterday uh, as a, as a big practice player, Oso Digizua continues to to just dominate. And I know you pointed out yesterday, it's been a good camp for these defensive tackles. But yesterday, especially the defensive tackles were fantastic. Yeah, the Cowboys uh, offensively tried to put the ball on the edge a couple of different times, and just at that three technique, whether it was uh, Osa, uh, Tristan Hill. You know, they had success of beating that scoop block, reach block, whatever they were dealing with. You know, the centers, the guards, they just didn't do a very good job of sorting out what was happening at that one technique at nose and then also the three on that outside shoulder. It was very, very difficult for them. They're, they're every, you know, when whoever had the ball, you know, whether it was Zeke or Pollard, it just really, really didn't matter them trying to get the ball to the outside, there was somebody coming up the field that it would have been you know, pretty close to being either uh, a minus two or tripping the guy up yep. to somebody else or slowing him up so somebody else could get to the ball. I'll tell you where the defense was really good yesterday as well. How many times did you and I up, up top see safeties fill in the alley? Yeah. You know, and like, you know, that, that to me was super, super impressive, whether it's J. Ron Curse, whether it was Bell – 
I mean, these Bell guys. Was, Bell was. I noticed I mean, Bell a lot yesterday. These guys were flying downhill, and you know, Dan Quinn puts those safeties in that linebacker role, or moves them close enough to the line of scrimmage where they can attack. And man, I mean, it, you know, and and those guys are taking on pulling guards, yep. and tackles and stuff like that. Tight ends out there on the edge, and they're getting off blocks, and they're meeting the ball at the, or near the line of scrimmage. It was a, uh, like we said, it was a rough day for the offense. I don't know about for you. Uh, it, I'm trying to think of offensive players that I felt like, okay, at least they had a, a steady day. Um, I thought the only running back that seemed like he was getting anything was Dowdle. Yeah, he, the quickness. There's something about him, and I think you've pointed this out in other uh, bro- uh, broadcasts that we've done, of how physically he looks. He looks slimmer. He looks quicker. Uh, there's a little bit of more of uh, that elusiveness to his game. It's yep. not just handing the ball, put the foot in the ground, and make a cut. There's a little bit of that wiggle to him when you watch him run. Yeah, he he can get inside and he can weave his way through defenders. He does not go down just with like a, no, a shoulder no, tackle. Not or at all. You are going to have to wrap him up. Uh, so I thought that Dowdle looked impressive yesterday. I thought Simi Fajoko had another really good practice. Yeah. Um, we finally connected on a deep ball. It was not a DAC one, but it was Cooper Rush down the sideline. And Simi kind of came back. Um, man, Simi Fajoko has consistently beaten uh, Kelvin Joseph in these practices. When Joseph yeah. and Fajoko have been next to each other. Now, Kelvin Joseph's done a little bit of the Cheeto Awuzie thing at times where he's been in position and he just doesn't make a play on the Can't ball. Can't finish it, yeah. And and Simi has a couple times, I think on like three of the catches I've seen out here at practice, it's been Kelvin Joseph is there. Kelvin Joseph realistically could have or maybe should have made a play on the ball. And Simi's just taking it from him, like, like just he—he's too much physically for Kelvin Joseph. Uh, so I saw. I thought Simi Fajoko was good yesterday. Um, Tyler Smith was—he—he he wasn't bad, uh, but I didn't. He wasn't as dominant as I thought as he had been the on day Monday. Before, right? Yeah, Monday he was really, really good. I saw there was one time we mentioned Marquise Bell. I saw there was one time Marquise Bell was able to just completely slip his block. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, that's that's probably about it. Um, in, in terms of guys that were, and it wasn't. I don't want to make it just sound like the trenches were bad, and so that's why Dak wasn't able well, to throw. Dak was missing guys bad yesterday. He did. He did. He did struggle with the accuracy. I think Noah Brown was the guy we continually kind of talk about. I'll tell you another guy that we haven't talked about at all: Brandon Smith, the wide receiver. Yeah, he had the catch of the day. He had a couple of different catches there, and you know, if I could go back to 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 Kelvin Joseph, Kelvin Joseph needs to have some success. I don't know where Kelvin Joseph's confidence is right now. Because when you watch those plays, and it's happened to him quite a bit, he'll make a he'll be in position, but he can't get the ball knocked away. Or yeah. he can't, you know, and, and what happens to him as well, we've got the NFL officials here. He gets called for holding. You know, he yes. gets called for holding more than you would want. A lot and, of flags yesterday, yeah, period, by the yeah. way. Yeah. And so I, I I do worry. I think the thing that Kelvin Joseph is struggling with the most right now, he just needs to find a way to make a play or two because I don't think his confidence is great right now. No, and obviously there's there's a a lot that has been going on with Kelvin Joseph this offseason and dealing with injuries. And, uh, you know, I know they they had their questions last year about his maturity and about how he handled his opportunities. He's he's been second team. I'm sure that's frustrating him. He's a big believer in his own abilities. Um, and so that that's something that I'm sure has, has been tough for him. But, you know, that's he has to earn trust from this coaching staff before he's going to get the opportunities yeah, that he and, wants. And, and again, there's pr- plenty of practices. There's working against the Broncos, the Chargers, those preseason games. 
But you know they're gonna they're gonna need him to make some plays. They're gonna need him to step up for sure. Bobby, if we could turn to the kicking situation, I know Ooh, I know do we, we have to. Well, I know we've only you know we're kind of working through our first segment here, but to me, you know I've I've made it a point to try and watch these guys warm up and see how they do, and then I've made it a point to yesterday I stood under the goalpost. And as you mentioned, I was yes, up. I'm, I'm going to be filming you, by the way, because I want I want the fans to see you playing referee and giving the, Todd Archer the yeah, good or if no you, good if sign. If you follow Todd Archer on Twitter and he posts his numbers, Todd and I are working. I, I'm the referee under the goalpost to tell him if it's no good or not. So, uh, But yesterday was not a very good. Now, I will say this, and the, the kicking situation was into a breeze. Yes. And if you've ever been, and a lot of you haven't been here to Oxnard, there's trees that are behind the goalpost, and then there's a breeze that comes basically off like the ocean that, yeah. that comes over the top of those trees. The cool wind. And the cool it's a very cool wind. And you know, if you watch the ribbons, they're they're you know, they're extended. Yeah. And I think McCarthy, especially in those the what are the what does he call it? The magic the mojo moment. The mojo moment. I think that there were some of those mojo moments where he put his kickers in some terrible situations to try and make field goals into a breeze that wasn't going to allow it. Because yeah. these guys do have strong legs. You Garibay know, Garibay especially. Garibay is a strong leg, and, and the ball is short with him. You know, and they're, I mean, they're hammering the ball from 48, 50 yards, and it's not even getting close. Yeah, now one of these misses yesterday, so so the, the tracking was Garibay went 6 for 11, Liram who went 4 for 11. Yeah. Uh, Garibay, if you exclude the mojo moment kicks, uh, Hyralahu was 3 of 8. He was awful yesterday. He was Where the bad. day before, he was better. He was. So, so this is now, I'm not trying to, I'm just saying this, as close as Mike McCarthy plays games during the season, you better figure out the kicking yeah, situation. Yeah, this, this is a coach that was willing to let a, a game against the Chargers come down to a 58-yard field goal. Yeah. A, a, this, this is a coach who is comfortable letting this game say, hey, let's play things a little bit more conservative. We'll, we'll, conservatively down the stretch, we'll let this game come yeah. down to, you know, uh, to, to, to the field goal game. Uh, you're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 